I'm Jim Collison, live from Omaha, Nebraska, in the Gallup offices in India. This is Gallup's Call to Coach, recorded on November 24th, 2015. Call to Coach is a resource for those who want to help others discover and use their strengths. We have Gallup experts and independent strengths coaches. Share tactics, insights, and strategies to help coaches maximize the talent of individuals, teams, and organizations around the world. If you do have questions during live webcast, we do have a live chat room that's available for you right below the main video window. And when you're looking down there, uh, you may not be logged in yet. Bottom left-hand corner, it says log in. Click that. Start a guest account. Just put your name in the uh, in the where it'll say guest and a number. Put your name in there and sign in for us. No account necessary to be created. We'd love to have you. That's your best way to get questions into the program. If you're listening to the recorded version, or if you have questions about custom strengths coaching solutions for small, medium, or large organizations, you can of course send us an email, coaching at gallup.com. Or use the contact form that's right there on the page, and many of you do. Don't forget to visit the Gallup Strength Center. That's just gallupstrengthcenter.com for all your coaching resources and strength finder training needs. You can also catch the video and now both streaming and downloadable audio for offline listening. Uh, put it on your phone and uh, take it with you, uh, including all our mobile apps are available for you. If you can't remember your top five, we have a, we have a mobile app for that. Everything is available, all the links on our coaches blog. Just go to coaching.gallup. Pooja Luthra is our host today. She works as an advanced <laughs> consultant with Gallup. Out of our Delhi office, uh, Pooja, I'm sorry you're not feeling as well today, but it's always great to see you. Welcome to another Call to Coach. Thank you, Jim. It's nice to be here. And I will right off the bat apologize for the nasal voice. It's, it's the cold in Delhi, which you, of course, call uh, delightful weather there. It's slightly cold for us here. Um, but anyway, welcome, everyone. It's been quite a while since we've been here. Um, and I apologize for the gap that's happened in between. Um, but uh, we will more than make up for that because uh, the guest that we have today with us, um, her name is Deepika, and she's a learning and development professional of all for over 25 years and uh, she currently leads the learning and transitions function for Accenture here in India. Uh, manages learning solutions for more than 140,000 employees here um, and Accenture as most of us would probably know is a leading professional services company. It's a consulting firm providing a broad range of services um, and solutions in strategy, technology, operations, etc. Of course, needless to say that Dipika is also a full-fledged Gallup certified strengths coach now um, and what has been interesting is that she's been leveraging upon this certification to coach professionals within the organization. Um, more, more than that, I think one of my uh, earlier discussions with Dipika, she did intend even when the course was going on to um, deploy the idea of strengths with her team first um, and we've had a chance to catch up right before this and she says she's made some headway in that so it's a first-hand experience and we are hoping to um, understand from her today how is it like to develop sort of an ecosystem of strength in an organization as large as Accenture it's with more than 300,000 employees worldwide so it's, it's a huge thing um, so welcome Deepika let's start by uh, getting to know you a little better in terms of your strengths what are your top five Thank you, Pooja, and good morning, good evening, good afternoon to everyone who's joined in from um, all over the world. And thank you for this opportunity. Can you hear me clearly? We can okay. indeed. Okay, thank you. Um, so first of all, a big thank you to Pooja and Vikas who helped me go through the certification early 
this year and I think it's been a great journey throughout and um, my top five uh, uh, puja has been responsibility, arranger, maximizer, woo and includer and uh, that's that those are my top five to answer your question. Um, tell me a little bit about the journey Devika. I remember you know even when we were going through the course uh, you know you you were very very intrigued with the idea and especially for yourself so I know you had a lot of questions around some of your own themes as well so how has that journey with you from a more personal front of understanding your talents a little bit better and how has that played out for you ever since you did the um, thing yeah, I think it's been a great journey. It's a it's a journey of self-awareness and I would clearly say that I'm still a student in terms of uh, coaching essentially and I'm learning each day as I'm going through this journey. But I think uh, as you mentioned rightly that you know I've been a true believer of strengths right from my beginning of my career actually. Um, I, I think what uh, Gallup has done is put a science behind my individual belief of the fact that you know there is a lot of merit in using your strengths all the time. In fact, personally, if you ask me, uh, even before I went through the certification, there have been years where I have truly worked with my strengths and have been very successful. And there have been years when I have worked on my weaknesses and trying to harness them more and have not been so successful. So I've really believed in the strengths journey for a very long time. And um, if I back uh, in one of the organizations when I started to be a leader in my uh, first few jobs, one of the things one of my uh, leader always told me is that, you know, when you're looking at development plans, he said, you know, while you work on the weaknesses, but I think it's very important as you list down your three top three, uh, you should look at two of your strengths rather than weaknesses. And I think that uh, stayed with me for a very long time uh, till I went through the coaching uh, right in the beginning of this year. Um, and I think truly I have experienced it in my life and truly uh, got a lot of benefits out of this entire thing. But as I went through uh, this formally, uh, through the training and then the certification and the coaching, I started to use that more effectively um, in my day-to-day -day life. Uh, for example, you know, I realized that uh, some of the things which I used to do very unconsciously, like, uh, you know, uh, whenever I would get into a team meeting, I would typically uh, like to get all my people included, you know, and I would, uh, you know, really get, wanted to get the point of view of each one of them so that they are feeling a part of the team and get their ideas. And I realized that, you know, when I go, went through my top five, I was an includer. And I, it really reinforced the fact that, you know, something which was coming to me very unconsciously truly is my strength, which I am trying to now leverage more effectively and more consciously. And that's one clear, um, you know, area which I have, uh, you know, got through the entire exercise. The other big uh, revelation for me was also to look at my edges. You know, very interestingly, responsibility uh, happens to be my number one strength. And I realized that, uh, you know, while responsibility gives me a lot of uh, positives where I know my, my, my team, my, my colleagues and my even family members have always told me that I'm a fairly loyal and you know takes a lot of ownership and whatever I do. But I realized and you know and that's something which is ingrained in me. But I realized there was an edge to it as well. You know, I was as I was dealing with my team, I used to get extra, you know, irritated if, if things were not happening the way I wanted to be or uh, they were not happening as per what I wanted it to be happening or within the timelines. So I realized that there were edges at times and which could be very frustrating for the other person. 
And uh, truly that, you know, uncovering myself through this strength journey has helped me to look at some of my edges too and see, be conscious about those, uh, you know, be not, you know, be cognizant that what impact it, it could have on my team members, my family, my uh, peers, my seniors. So I think that's something which has really, really helped me as we go along. Um, the third thing which has helped me is that, you know, some of the interplays, you know, for example, um, in my top five, I have maximizer and responsibility. And I did, did realize that earlier when I used to take on a task, I would want to do very different things. And all the time wanting to take up ownership and wanting to do many, many different things. But I think I do realize that, you know, while there are uh, importance of doing everything right, but it's also about doing right things. You know, and that's something which has been very, very positive from my career standpoint that, you know, not picking up every battle you have. And, you know, my maximize if I start to play it on, you know, picking up the right battles for myself, looking at what needs to work be worked upon as an individual and, you know, really then be a successful professional. So truly it's really helped me. And as I said that you know, I'm learning in the process as I'm going through it. And it's so obvious in what you're saying that uh, it's really you've actually thought it through as to how it has panned out for you, and that's that's a that's actually very inspiring for even you know to me listening to you speak like that. And um, uh, the one thing that you know I hear very very often, of course, you know you've sort of. Um, spoken about a lot many other things also is that edge part that you spoke a lot of times things that we struggle with we think it's a weakness and we try to focus on that and the minute we're able to see it with a different lens that it's coming to us because of a certain talent we have and all we need to do is regulate it a little bit that itself is so encouraging for most people to get over a lot of hurdles that they may have been struggling with so uh, thank you for that um, can tell me a little bit about uh, about now your journey as a strengths coach so post the certification etc and you went back in the organization and you know, uh, tell me a little bit about that journey. How has that panned out for you? Um, so, Puja, I think it's been an excellent journey. And let me uh, share with the fact that I didn't start with the organization. So, when I went okay. through the training, and you know, as part of the coaching exercise, you were supposed to be doing your six coaching sessions. In fact, the first session I did was with my son. Okay, and incidentally, you know, um, I thought it's a safe territory. I shouldn't go typically wrong, and you know, I should probably practice a little bit before I use it with yeah. an unfamiliar zone. Uh, so now, it, it was very interesting. You know, one uh, one one weekend, I sat with him and I said, "You must take your top five. And you know, and um, as he went through this exercise, um, I realized that you know, some of his uh, areas, like he 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 tended to be a strategic, deliberative, you know, maximizer kind of a human being, and he's also fairly related individualization that's those are top top five strengths for him and I realized as a parent uh, you know some of the things uh, I realized about him you know sometimes in the family so he's he's in college so he's, he's quite grown mm. up so he's in college mm. and I realized that you know uh, sometimes in the family some of the decisions we was taking were very very thought through you know I was amazed at times uh, you know sometimes when there was a tough decision in the family and I would go to him generally and he would quickly think through alternatives pros and cons and I realized that you know when I went through the strength finder with him I realized that probably it was his deliberative and uh, you know his strategic aspect which were really playing very quickly in his mind and he was able to take some very very quick decisions Though deliberative is a little slow but uh, from a strategic standpoint he could really think through the pros and cons the other big thing I realized as a parent sometimes I would push him from 
to be a part of social gatherings, you know, be part of larger groups. Uh, but I realized that he had a very uh, small set of very, very close family friends or, you know, some family ties were very strong and some very close friends which he had grown up together with. And uh, I realized that probably he's a person who may not be, uh, you know, too good with large crowds, you know, something like, you know, probably my Wu was playing and, and as, a, as a coach I realized. And whereas he was coming really from his relator or individualization kind of style. And as a parent, I think it got me a great understanding of him as a person. And today when I deal with him and when he takes certain decisions, I'm able to understand where he's coming from. And that has been a, a quick great question uh, around that, uh, Deepika, yeah. that was, you know, I mean, and I'm intrigued because, you know, I'm a parent myself and it's always nice to see from a parent's perspective uh, what value did that add. Um, tell me a little bit, did you ask him about his perspective on this whole thing? Because, you know, working with youngsters is a different ball game. So when you're talking to a 19, 20 year old and here you are telling them about what they're good at and what they're naturally talented at, um, what was his reaction like and how, how has, has he been able to sort of um, take that forward a little bit? Yeah, I think um, he, he, he uh, first of all, he related with it. You know, I think uh, that's been an aha moment for quite a few, even my team members and I've taken them through. But for my son, it was a great aha moment. And specifically, uh, the themes like strategic and uh, deliberative, he, he actually truly believed in that. And he said that probably when he started, I helped him think through some of the scenarios and some of the decisions he's taken uh, till now in his life. Uh, he truly believed in that. And what I continue to do is remind him sometimes about his strengths. So it is not a one-time exercise, but you know, as 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 a family, when when you know some of the some of the decisions or some of the conversations we have, I continue to remind him on some of these areas. And I think he he completely resonated with some of the areas. He was truly excited that, you know, it, I would say that it added to his self-confidence a lot. And he he, uh, he started to feel more comfortable with himself. And, you know, he, he, he truly started to get a lot of insights about him. I, I think more work is required. I left it at about two, three conversations. But since it's there in the back of my mind, in my day-to-day -day communica communication where I think some of this needs to be reinforced, I continue to do that. But from him, I think it, it it added the zing, uh, a little bit of a zing in terms of getting his self-confidence up and you know, truly believed and getting to understand himself a little more. So that I clearly can say for my son. Mm -hmm. uh, going to my team, I think it's been an exciting journey too. And I think uh, the next thing which I did was doing again this entire strength finder with my team overall. Um, and uh, I, I, I made them, uh, we did a group session. We also did individual coaching sessions. And uh, uh, it, 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 I can clearly say that as a leader, it's helped me to understand my team better. Uh, it has also helped me, uh, my team members understanding me better. So where I'm coming from, um, um, you know, I'm able to leverage some of the unique talents. I've been able to integrate some of our new joiners in the team because, you know, I, I, I had during the course of last few months, I had quite a few new joiners coming into my team. and. It's helped me in a lot of uh, that as we went along in terms of getting to understand my team, work on their future plans, look at their aspirations, look at their strengths, and work with our lot of aspects of the team, whether it was team goals, whether it was you know about getting them to uh, you know use their strengths more actively in the projects which they were doing. I think it's clearly helped me as being a more effective leader. Now the team has to comment, but I, 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 we I think the journey has started and more work is required, but yet I. I I truly feel far more confident and I, I really understand my team where they're coming from today and you know every conversation therefore becomes more productive uh, as we've gone along through this journey. 
so that, that's a that's a good starting point for a team and I know you've had several interactions so my next question Deepika for you was of course as a manager you've been able to get better insight into the team members talents and how they play out and prioritization and all of that how has the interplay of talents happened between the team members has have you seen some sort of a difference in the way they're interacting with each other yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, you know, um, I, I think it's worked very well. Um, you know, I'll give you a case of uh, uh, some new joiners in the team, and um, you know, and one of my new joiners. So I, I think two, three things I would like to call out here. One is that you know, so one of the new joiner, uh, clearly, um, you know, she she she's been with us for about four months, and uh, she came in, and you know, we did the strength finder with her, and um, and you know, after four months, in fact, I was having an interaction with her last week, and uh, you know, one of the things. Uh, which uh, which she came up uh, was the fact that you know while she's uh, learned uh, uh, you know she really enjoyed her first few months she she likes the work she likes the nature of job which she's doing and uh, you know what she was getting a uh, uh, little bogged down at this stage and you know uh, four months in the system she was getting bogged down with a lot of work a lot of team pressures uh, she she probably was getting little I could sense a little bit of uh, frustration in her uh, her engagement levels were dropping a bit. Uh, and I realized that when I started to look at her top five, I, I realized that she was a learner, a ideation, a responsibility. So while her responsibility was helping her go a, a, you know, a mile longer and she was taking on much more as a responsibility, but I realized that uh, you know what was missing was that you know, while first four months were very exciting because she was learning new things, and now when she got comfortable in her job, her learner had stopped to play a bit. You know, and uh, her ability to understand some of the issues uh, uh, with the team, where you know, her ability to understand her team members better through a relator was not being leveraged to the extent she should have been. So, one of the things which I helped her. Uh, think through was that you know can she start to leverage some of her uh, related styles to understand the team better and get to understand what where they're coming from so I think that interplay with her own smaller team definitely helped her and she, it was clearly a aha moment in where she started to see that how she can continue to her build on a learner as well as the relator and use those strengths to really get to the next level in terms of her goals. But another interesting interplay which I saw was that another newcomer who has high analytics and one of the other team member commented in one of the team meetings saying, you know, now I know where this person is coming from. Every time this person talks about data, you know, it really excites him. There is something about him. He starts to ask very relevant questions, which I cannot do. You know, that was her comment because she realized that probably analytical was a very um, you know, lesser talent for her. And whereas this gentleman would come in with, uh, you know, uh, analytics was a top five. And, you know, the team has started to come closer to understand each other's top five. How do we leverage that? You know, how do you leverage that more effectively to be a better team? So now, whenever now we get into a team meeting, so when it comes to numbers, I uh, I know that there are two or three of my team members who are very good with analytics or strategic, and they're thinking through. And probably they are the ones who ask those relevant questions and where some others could take a back seat. Uh, interestingly enough, in my team, I also sometimes with you know when it comes to stakeholders, going to stakeholders, and there are times when stakeholders are probably high on certain. For example, I have a stakeholder where high on analytics. Now, uh, one is that you know I, I, I we can continue to be working with people who uh, who would struggle with some of the numbers, but can if we can leverage some of our analytical and strategic players to get to think through some of the questions this analytical stakeholder will come across with, it has yeah. helped to. You know, get more productivity from the team standpoint. So I think the team is started to use uh, and understand each other better, get to understand, and probably uh, 
I think labeling is not the right word, but really clearly, truly understand each other's strengths, you know, see how it can be uh, helping the team to be far more productive than it was probably. Yeah, I think really a great example. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it's really interesting journey, and uh, it's helped me uh, a lot to manage my team. And I, I can give you a few more examples as we go along. Yeah, so I'm. I was just about to say that's a great example of you know the, when we talk about uh, strengths-based development or strengths performance coaching, we start with the idea of name it, claim it, aim it, and I think what you've been doing right now with your team is in fact all three of those things in which now you're probably the team is utilizing their talents more and more to leverage each other a little bit better. So yeah. um, very good. Um, um, I mean, very inspiring example again. Um, so I'm just curious from a coach's standpoint, you know, and there'll be some coaches out there listening. Um, are there any tools that you found to be exceedingly useful in helping you at least drive this journey in an organizational setting? Now it's different when it comes to individuals, but things sort of get a little bit different when it comes to an organizational setting. So any tools that you found particularly uh, that uh, you've been able to deploy very effectively in the way you've uh, sort of gone through this journey? Yeah, I think from a t uh, large organization like Accenture, we do a lot of group training and group coaching sessions. So I think some of the presentations and uh, I think those, uh, while all reports are very useful, but I particularly found the strength insights and action planning report very relevant because, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times there are questions in a uh, lot of employees mind that file, okay, great, I've got to understand what I'm good with, but how am I going to be leveraging it in my workplace or how am I going to be using it? Because that's a big question in people's mind. And sometimes as uh, in group coaching session, it's, it's difficult to you know, actually sit with individuals at times, you know, especially training sessions, I would say. But you know, yeah. they are able to leverage some of those uh, reports, which also gives you some good quick tips on action planning, what kind of areas uh, you could leverage upon and start to use it in terms of aiming your uh, some of your strengths. So I think that's one particular report which has helped me a lot. The okay. other uh, I'm fan of is uh, the love, uh, uh, you know, what the love, love crazy and yeah, yeah, that report is uh, very, very interesting because it helps you to um, understand yourself better, uh, get to get to uh, get get close partnerships going. Uh, it also leads in very well into team grid because you know once you have your partnerships going, then you know how a team grid can be then used to leverage each other's domains uh, well, and how then therefore you can be effective as a team. Uh, oh. To me, those three have really worked for uh, the teams which I have been, and you know, it's worked for me to understand my team better. Also, uh, especially when it came to team um, uh, training sessions, some of the interview sheets which we continue to use as a guide uh, to ask uh, and uh, interview the supervisors to understand what his views or uh, her views in terms of goals, in terms of what he or she thinks about the team's strengths, what are the areas which he's challenged with. Those the, that, that template has truly helped me uh, to prepare for those sessions better and make it far more focused. So these three, four tools I've used more often uh, than others, but I think it's general interaction with the team and getting them to understand uh, and get those aha moments going and see, yeah, this is where I can start to leverage. And aiming uh, aspect has worked best for me where they can start to utilize some of that in their day-to-day -day, uh, work scenarios. Great. Uh 
So I think I guess my next uh, question to you, Deepika, and I'm really getting so many uh, great insights from you that I just can't help uh, help myself just to ask you this: is that um, you know one thing is that you know once you've done your certification, you start doing your coaching conversations, and then if you see something good come out of it, it sort of goes on and takes a life of its own. But in an organization as big as yours, um, do you have any plans of the continuity part of it? How do you plan to keep it visible? Because it's almost like a language of its own, right? If people are talking about talents and like you said you know analytical it just pops up as a face pops up now so how how do you how do you do that even within your own team to have that level of uh, continuity or visibility even though you may not be having strengths based discussions every day yeah, I, 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 I can't divulge plans, but, you know, as an organization, uh, we are uh, definitely getting to strength journey in a big way. Uh, but from a team standpoint, how the continuity aspect uh, would be the fact that, you know, I've, I've started to integrate this with my day-to-day uh, -day, uh, tools of performance management or doing team reviews. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, for example, uh, you know, whenever I'm having any discussions on development planning or career discussions, uh, I st start to look at what the, whether the person is coming from, what his goals and aspirations are, what his talents are, and, you know, started to use uh, some of that to discuss uh, his immediate or future uh, career plan. So that's something which definitely is working well. Also, uh, you know, like at this point of time, we do a lot of goal setting and all. So it's helped me to figure out that when I'm setting up goals, uh, can I start to leverage um, his or her strengths um, uh, uh, to you know uh, to to you know get to our team goals? So I, I you know and there's a, there's a very interesting example which comes my way here. So one of my team member, um, he he's he's old timer with me, and uh, he's I've been he's been working with me for about three years now, and um, I realized that uh, he he was. Uh, He's in a stage where he's uh, uh, you know, set for growth for next level, and uh, he's also you know sometimes uh, so his 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 uh, his discussion with me was around the fact that you know uh, while I'm enjoying my work, but you know sometimes it gets very transactional. Uh, I, I I what what I'm able to do in my personal life, I'm not able to bring in those areas in my professional life. You know, in personal life, he's a person who typically would do uh, be a part of NGO, do a lot of social interactions. You know, he he's he's joined some of those forums uh, and uh, when I looked at his strengths I realized that his uh, his top five had futuristic and ideation you know and I realized that you know this uh, this gentleman was not able to um, you know start to use some of his futuristic and ideation because the job was you know we we handle large-scale delivery organizations so sometimes it gets really transactional in nature and you know it's very routine sometimes and that excitement started to miss out somewhere and probably what he was able to leverage in his personal life couldn't be brought into his professional life and so you know when we started to use some of the goal setting aspect this year I ensured that you know some of the things like his ability to think through future um, you know uh, gets integrated in some of the projects which I handed over not that his goals changed but how he uh, was supposed to attain his goals changed a bit you know it's not about the fact that the goals need to change but how is the aspect uh, which I changed and said can you do something interesting in that project you know can you bring in your futuristic element or you know bring in new ideas to get that and and I, I truly saw that the, it brought in a lot of energy in him you know to be able to work that with a new zest and zeal because he, 
I think some of his strengths started to play up there. And that's how started to use in a day-to-day way. And whenever we now have interesting discussions, uh, you know, that, that that's the time when I started to ask, you know, have you applied some of the new ideas to this? Or are you working on where this project will go in? And what are those new things which you are working on? So I think that kind of conversation helps me to reinforce some of those areas and to make it a more continuous cycle rather than just leaving it at one, you know, at one level and then not taking it to the next level. So that's clearly helping and uh, truly helping that individual to be far more motivated, engaged, and you know, uh, uh, really performing to his optimum, I would say. And, uh, and that, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's helping uh, him as well as the team overall to meet its goals and excess. And that's exactly what we are trying to do even as an organization-wide, that you know, how we can link it up to an individual and then take it to the next level from an organization standpoint. Yeah. Even from a role standpoint, Deepika, I mean, just the fact that now that you've done it for your own team and you have so much conviction around the process, do you think it's going to be simpler for you to also speak with other stakeholders and letting them know the benefits of a strengths-based development approach and sort of jump onto the bandwagon sort of a thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. No. I, I do some of the uh, coaching sessions uh, as team building sessions for some of the other of my colleagues and stakeholders and I've started to see that a lot of people are coming now uh, with you know starting with say team training and then getting into individual coaching. Um, yeah. I did a training session uh, where you know we, we addressed about 50-60 people together when, when they got uh, to understand the basic concepts I found that there was a far more interest to take it to the next level. Uh, they they found that you know there were questions around the fact that wow wow this is my uh, strength area now how do I take it to the next level so I I do see that you know once uh, some of the success stories you can talk about uh, you know with with the with, with the, uh, talk about your own success stories you are far more uh, can, you know you are able to influence some of the some of the other stakeholders within the organization yeah. to see that it's worked for you and it can work for you as a team as well or an individual so I truly believe that you know. Um, as a coach, I think uh, I do uh, use a lot of personal stories, um, and that has uh, really helped me to um, use uh, and take and get uh, people, um, uh, you know, influenced about, you know, why and what are the merits of probably using the strength-based journey. Absolutely, great, uh, Jim. Do we have any questions from the chat room? Yeah, there was one question around with your top five having both responsibility and woo in your top five. <laughs> now, I, I take a little exception to that because I have woo very high, and that they're, there's, they're making the assumption that woo people can't have responsibility. But we want to hear from you on that. As you, as you deal with both responsibility and woo with your teams, how do those two come together? How do they dynamically come together, and, and what does that look like for you? Interesting question. Um, Wu happens to be my favorite team to uh, team to, you know, and uh, um, uh, and you know, I truly enjoy it. And some people call me a Wu, um, you know, and uh, uh, it, it's a, it's a very interesting team. And a lot of people are intrigued with what uh, what Wu actually means. And a lot of people have asked me, what does Wu mean? Um, so winning over others. Uh, so. Um, uh, I think responsibility who have really come together for me because I'm uh, I'm a person uh, who who generally enjoys a lot of social interactions uh, both in my personal and professional life. So you know, getting to uh, network a lot uh, and use that uh, 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 in my uh, personal and professional life both. And I would say more uh, in my personal life because I, I if you ask me what I'll be doing over the weekend, I love to socialize, do some kind of social work at some point of time. But I think uh, the way it's uh, come together is uh, uh, 
uh, responsibility helps me to get deeper into my woo. So you know, one of the things which I did realize and as I went through the strength finder is that am I leveraging my woo enough? Am I taking it to the next level? So sometimes you know the woo is left at very, very superficial stage. Uh, you know, it is left to you know generally interacting and saying high and by type of relationship. But when it comes to responsibility, it helps me to get my relationships more deeper for myself and really work effectively with some of my relationships. So what I've tried to do over the last few months when I realized that these two are really my top five is uh, start to take an active uh, interest in my uh, good networks. I've tried to con connect with some of my old friends, started to take, take that as you know to the next level. And I've started to use those interplays more effectively to be more effective in my uh, one is in my work scenario because I'm able to connect with a lot of people within the organization and uh, you know therefore get you know my team uh, to be uh, you know more effective because you know I can make the first connect and then my team can follow up and some of my relator or my people in the team who are uh, going good in deep relationships has helped me to take the journey forward. At the same time, you know I'm taking my woo to you know be more responsible, using woo and responsibility together to see how I can take my uh, relationships to a deeper level uh, and that's how I'm using the two themes together yeah I, I like how you separated those because these you know these themes are n inherently neutral and when they come yeah. together they begin to influence the other I think sometimes we think that there are because of our own biases those pairs can be opposites and we maybe see them that way but it's great to hear from you how does your maximizer play into that okay I mean I, I would think too right your maximizer would play into that how does that how does that play in with the teams that you manage or that you work with? So maximizer uh, helps me to uh, uh, prioritize a bit. Uh, you know, it also helps me to identify good talent. I think it's helped me to a uh, great extent in my coaching. Sorry, I've been. Um, You're fine. Uh, you made it all the way this far without him. Good job. That's tough for a woo. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's helped me in my coaching, you know, because I think Maximizer also truly believes in the strengths of the individual. Uh, clearly helped me uh, to, you know, help me understand and work with people's strengths. I think that's the top, I would say, for my Maximizer. I truly can look at uh, what's good with an individual, and the positive side of the individual, the strengths of the individual. And clearly Maximizer is help me, helping me to uh, get best of my team uh, now and clearly understand them better with through their strengths and also uh, the other thing which I mentioned in the beginning of the discussion was the fact that uh, it's also helped me to prioritize a bit you know because you know I uh, responsible and maximize the coming together um, sometimes you know uh, I take on more than what I'm expected to do so you know I maximize helps me to really see through some of that and take on what, what's more important and more critical. So help me uh, prioritize a lot as well. So I think it's helping me both in my coaching as well as ability to understand my team's strengths and also take in, um, in some of the areas of uh, prioritization. Those, that, those are the ways uh, it's helped me and those interplays have helped me. Yeah, no, those are some great answers and I appreciate that insight. Uh, JB out there had asked, um, has there been much work uh, done on knowing which size of groups worked best when you have folks sharing their top five. So, is it best? Have you found it best one-on-one -on -one in groups of, you know, two to two to ten or ten or larger? Have you seen in the work that you're doing any more success with smaller groups than larger groups when you're getting them, you know, when you're getting them together for those strengths interventions? 
so i think uh, when it talks about um, uh, giving them and uh, sharing the concepts bit i think the group doesn't really matter i've done that between 40 and 50 as well and uh, but when it comes to individual coaching and you know taking it to the next level then smaller groups certainly have worked so you know concepts you could share with the, you know helping them to uncover what the strengths uh, strengths is all about distinguishing between strengths talents and you know um, uh, all the aspects of simple coaching uh, meaning simple uh, uh, concepts of uh, strengths that you can do with larger groups but when it comes to effectively coaching discussions it cannot be more than about 8 to 10 people because uh, then in, you know you have to get into the next level of depth which doesn't come through in larger groups so that's that's been my experience so my typical answer to that would be that you know go with larger groups when it comes to sharing concepts and then go into more of one on one discussion for people who are interested to take it to the next level so uh, i've worked in both the groups and for me both the groups have worked effectively um, uh, and with my team it was much smaller team so you know it worked very effectively because i could then take it on one on one but i did another team where the group size was as large as about 50 to 60 people and i could share the concepts but there were quite a few in that group who came back and said now Now what next? So that's where I you know that the coaching uh, discussion needs to be taken in smaller groups. It kind of comes down to scalability sometimes too, right? What what can you yeah. practically get done and get through? Mm-hmm. What about the naysayers? We get this question a lot. You know, folks who give resistance right up front have. How have you been handling that? Uh, you know, we get probably uh, maybe one in ten who's kind of skeptical at first. How have you been handling that? um i think i have not really come across too many um, uh, skeptical uh, skeptical people but i've come across a lot of people when it came to coaching and you know when i went through the larger session uh, uh, focusing a lot on uh, this lesser talents you know there was a there's always that question about you know um, and uh, you know i i have got this bottom five what do i do with them you know i i i i'm just too concerned and especially you know i've seen specifically with strategic you know when it falls in the bottom 34 people tend to get worried especially at the leadership level no i need to be a leader and therefore i need to be strategic i mean interestingly that's an area which a lot of people get aha when they see it in top five wow i like i have had it all because i've got strategic in my top five so i've seen both side but i think the biggest skepticism or um, area of concern which i have seen is till when they see the report for the first time is they think oh now i'm i'm good with these now there are areas which i need to work on and um, i think one of the things which has really uh, helped me a lot is you know how do you really be aware of your uh, areas of um, you know uh, lesser talents but how do you counter it with your, some of your strengths uh, you know that's that's something which clearly uh, has something which i've guided coached you know help them to uncover that it doesn't really matter you know that you might be having strategic in your bottom five in fact yesterday i was talking to a team member of mine and she said i am in bottom five what do i do and she had this woo and relator and all kinds of people skills in the top five and i said you know why why you work so well in cross functional teams there's nothing to worry about you are just talking about the fact that you know uh, are there alternative patterns are there ways in alternative views you could take on and use your top 5 which is really people oriented skills which you have so i think that is been one of the biggest uh, area which i have always come across is that you know i am have got in the bottom 5 7 how do i really i'm worried that my analytical is the lowest or my strategic is the lowest and my role really demands uh, you know it needs to be worked upon and, and how to really counter that and the pika we we often laugh about it i think the bulk of our role sometimes is just to defy gravity right. just tell people right. go to the top 5 go to the top 5 we just <laughs> somehow you know it's one of those things that we as coaches need to do all the time yeah well, right right we begin to look no, at this 
like there's a certain set of themes that you have to have to be a leader. And yeah, I'm with you that I'm I'm this woo communication arranger uh, that that <laughs> leads from the front, right? That's that's what I do, and I it doesn't look I don't fall into those typical categories of of leadership, and yet I'm using that strong woo, that strong communication, the strong arranger to do what we're doing here, right? This is that's part of that exercise that exists. What about when you have you come across where the leadership doesn't support it? Because uh, sometimes that's really hard on our coaches when they're trying to do this in the top leadership. It's kind of you know wishy-washy or negative against uh, against strengths. Have you have you run into that yet? Not really. And thankfully, as I said, that as an organization, we are fairly positive about it, and therefore that leadership buy-in is definitely there. I would say that a lot of times, a lot of people do face that, uh, but at least uh, within my organization, I can clearly see that there is a complete leadership by him. So that, uh, thankfully, I haven't faced that in my uh, organization. Yes, there is a bit of uh, hesitancy till the person actually uncovers his or her report and goes through it. But I, I haven't really come across too much of that. Uh, thankfully, it's it's a great organization where you know people are fairly supportive and believe in the philosophy. And then kind of one final question from the chat room. How do you plan to sustain it, right? It's one thing to do these and have a few coaching sessions and get it rolling. But as you think of sustainability in the organization, what are a few tips or a few things you're planning to do to keep keep it rolling? Yeah. I think sustainability is the biggest question because in a lot of times uh, this can lose steam, you know, if you are not reminded yourself about it. And I think uh, a few things which we are doing more effectively, as I was mentioning earlier, is integrating with the uh, processes and you know, some of the HR processes within the organization. That's one way, good way to sustain it. Uh, making it a common language within the team, uh, starting to make a journey about you know really complementing each other on you know where uh, you know strength is seen in action. You know maybe in the smaller team when a person has used his top of uh, top five, uh, really calling it out and said this is where you used it very well and this worked for you. Uh, using that as kind of a like a habit within the team so that you know they are able to use that uh, on a day to day basis. Uh, but I think integrating it with your day to day working is how you can sustain it. If you keep it as a separate exercise, which is like any other tool which you've done once in a lifetime and you know forgotten about it, probably it loses meaning. You know, and, uh, uh, and and therefore it has to be called out from uh, you know it has to be reminded sometimes to your own self as to your team, and it has to be integrated with your day-to-day -day working. And that will be my guidance, uh, you know, and my experience because I've often seen that you know if you do not talk about some of this very actively and this language is not spoken about, you can easily keep it in the back of your mind and you know, lose track of some of this. Uh, and um, uh, and therefore integrating with your day-to-day -day language and you know using and re recognizing some of this on a day-to-day -day basis, referring into your day-to-day -day conversations in your uh, team reviews or uh, making it a part of your team meetings, maybe one discussion point. Uh, some of those uh, techniques and as I mentioned, integrating with the larger uh, HR system, and if you can revisit some of this uh, from time to time in the periodicity, it really helps to reinforce. And maybe picking up one area, you know, I, my guidance to my coaches is always the fact that, can you pick up one area, one strength which you want to work and take to the next level, and a follow-up mechanism really helps to uh, take it to the next level. And that's how you can sustain it, you know, picking up one at a time and taking it to the next level. Okay, I said that was the last question, but I lied. One more, <laughs> one more question for you. And I think it's really important. Didi uh, popped in and said, "What kind of ch when you're doing these interventions, what kind of changes are you seeing?" I think it's really important. Oftentimes, we get stuck in the name it and name it and name it phase, is what I call it, where we talk a lot about it. But that aiming phase, are you seeing change in individuals? 
yeah yeah definitely as i said that i see a definite uh, 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 i've started to see actually i wouldn't say that but i've started to see high productivity high engagement you know those two clearly i've started to visibly see at least in my smaller team to be able to you know contribute to a project far more actively uh, to be far more engaged uh, because you know the minute you sell uh, you know remind individual and you start to work through their goals um, clearly that's one big change which i'm seeing and a positive orientation overall you know um, not working with just the negativity you know it's just the uh, just the positivity it brings to the discussions um, i clearly see that as a big change because uh, you know that that helps to bring everything in a very very uh, positive uh, direction doesn't mean that you don't talk about negatives uh, it doesn't mean that you know goals are compromised on but uh, dealing with everything in a positive way um, and that's something those are two three changes i've uh, clearly started to see within the team you know far more engagement little more definitely higher productivity working on the projects which they love to and sometimes uh, trying to make some career choices you know uh, you know starting to do something different for example one of my uh, team member had developer as one of the areas which she wanted to work on and she was part of the training team you're not facilitating and i i really encouraged her to start to use some of that trait in her managing a team member starting to take up more training sessions and i found i find her far more satisfied and engaged at workplace when you started to you know figure out what can i do to you know take the my strength to the next level or can i use one of my strengths uh, and truly enjoy what i do yeah. so that's clearly some of the results i've started to see Shreed Deepika, thank you so much for that. It's been such a delight talking with you today. Uh, so you. much of work you've done, your insights around this, your clarity around this, your conviction around the idea of strengths. I mean, all of it is, has been just very, very inspiring. And I'm sure not only for me, but for everybody, whether it be independent coaches or people who are trying to drive this in larger organizations, I think what you've shared was very, very insightful. And we thank you for that. Thank you very much. Over to you, Jim. You bet, Hayden. And I'll say thank you as a fellow Woo. Thanks for standing up for for us Woos uh, in that. And I appreciate it. When we first started off, uh, before we started the program, you thought, oh, I won't have much to say. And I had no doubt in my mind, as a Woo, you would rise up and, uh, and say that as well. So so thanks for coming on today. I want to remind everyone to take advantage, full advantage, of all the resources we have available at the Gallup Strength Center. That's just gallupstrengthcenter.com. Send us your questions or comments. You can drop those in an email to us, coaching at gallup.com. You can also catch the recorded audio and video of this program as well as all the past ones, as in, including the links to our Facebook group and our YouTube page. Lots of conversation going on there in our Facebook group. The links to that are at the coach's blog, coaching.gallup.com. If you have an idea for a blog post uh, to our coach's blog, we'd like to hear that. We're taking applications for it as well. Send us that email, and in the subject line, Put guest blogger in there, and we'll put you in the in the ring for consideration um, as well. Don't forget, we have Android and iPhone apps available for you. If you have trouble remembering what your top five are, it's a great resource to download that, log in, and you can your top five will always be available at your fingertips. Um, Pooja, do we have any courses coming up there? Have we have we announced our 2016 courses? Uh, we haven't published those yet, but uh, yeah, there is one still happening in 2015 in December in Delhi. So we're doing an accelerated strengths coaching course in Delhi the week of December 14th. And that, there's, still that's, that's nice. there's still yes, time. There's still time. Yes, there is time. still time to register. So if you guys, if anyone's interested or anyone you know is interested, yes, Jim, we want you here. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get I get one a year, and so maybe that's the one I'll take. I don't think they'll go with that, but uh, <laughs> it will. 
it's worth it's worth saying on air. We want to thank everyone for joining us, and if you enjoyed this, we'd ask you to please share it. Just you, this link actually will be up. Uh, this program will be up for the next week here on the live link. If you want to share coaching.gallup.com/live, and uh, folks can watch it, we'd love to have you do that. And with that, we'll say we we'll look forward to the next call to coach. And with that, we'll say goodbye, everybody.